When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Your Majesty, the Reeve of Wiltshire is here upon urgent business. The Reeve of Wiltshire? Oh, what now? Must I settle every rustic dispute among the barons? Yes, yes, get on with it. And God's peace to you, Your Royal Majesty. God knows I could do with some. Now, what do you want? Your Majesty, I hardly know how to begin. I... You're in the presence of your king. Speak, you wretched sod, or get out of my sight. Yes, Your Majesty. It's only that the matter is so strange as to call into question my very sanity. If you've lost your sanity, you want the madhouse and not the palace. Next. No, no, Your Majesty. I beg you to hear me out. I shall explain no matter how mad I may sound. The fact is... The, the fact is... An egg. A huge... Silver egg has fallen upon Salisbury Plains. Why, he is mad. Take him away. No, I swear by my life. Less than a fortnight ago, as I were bringing in my sheep, I saw it. I saw it fall. You saw it fall. Fall from where? From out the sky, Your Majesty. A silver egg. Aye. Of course, it's not an egg proper. But I know what else to call it. I see. And how big was this egg? God save me, Your Majesty. Fully as big as this room. Reeve... What is your given name? The same as yours, Your Majesty. John. John, you're the king's agent in Wiltshire? I am, and humble for the honor, Your Majesty. And being something of a local magistrate yourself, you are conversant with English law? That I am, Your Majesty. Then you know the penalty for lying to the king. Oh, I know it well, King John. If you are lying, you will wish yourself dead. But if you're merely insane, you'll be shut up in the madhouse for life. Now, which will it be? Neither, Your Majesty, for you see, I've brought the proof of what I say. Proof? Aye, proof, Your Worship. You see, when the silvery egg hit the ground, it broached. And that what was in it came out. And I have it with me. What? You brought the slimy insides of an egg into my court? Oh, no, 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 Your Majesty. It, it wasn't slimy at all. It was alive. I think it still is. Or might be. Oh, I've no stomach for this. Take this Charlotte into the madhouse. It's just outside. The guards await with it now. It's not so bad once you're used to it. Silver egg. Preposterous. I beg of you, Your Majesty. Oh, very well. Summon the guards to bring the thing. Summon the guards. It walks upon two legs. But not as a man walks. If your guards will let go of it, Your Majesty. No, guards do not let go of it on pain of death. What have you brought here, you knave? A childish corpse in molten armor? Clad in metal that bends? Helmeted for battle? What is it? In God's name, what is it? History is exasperating sometimes. It tells us some of the things that happened in the past, but never all the things that happened, which leaves great voids in our knowledge but also leaves the door open for speculation. 
Tonight we invite you to speculate with us about an event which could have taken place in England during the reign of King John, who occupied the British throne from 1199 to the year 1216. As you've surely guessed by now, our story is concerned with the arrival of Earth's first visitor from space. A visitor not only unexpected, but unwelcome. Now, before you dismiss this premise as too far-fetched, I should advise you that while part of our tale is indeed fiction, part of it is also fact. I leave it to you to untangle which is which. In a minute, we'll return to the 13th century and our crisis story entitled The Silver Egg. of the Shire called Wiltshire has made the arduous journey to Londinium, London as we now know it, to bring before the king news of the most astonishing kind. Reeve John had seen a giant silvery colored object which he called an egg which settled to earth on a rolling plain and from it came something, something alive surely, something animal probably, something human very likely not. Duty required John to report this, but prudence dictated otherwise. Such a preposterous report could cost John his head, for the angry tempers of that other John, the Plantagenet who sat uneasily on England's throne, were well known. But duty won out, and the Reeve went to London, taking the precaution to bring with him the proof of the tale he was to tell. The odd little being from the silver egg, a being who, or which, was itself covered from head to foot in a silver-colored Material. What have you brought here, you knave? A childish corpse in molten armor, clad in metal that bends, helmeted for battle? What is it? In God's name, what is it? We don't know, Your Majesty. Does it bite? It doesn't seem to have a mouth to bite with. True. Only a black bubble where you might suppose a head should have grown. How did you say it came to Salisbury Plain? It came out of a giant silvery egg, Your Majesty. Yes, so you said. An egg as large as the throne room here. Yes, sir. It seems to have legs. Did it... Did it walk out of the egg? No, sir, it didn't walk. It sort of crawled on all fours. Ah, then what the egg hatched is some kind of animal. An iron chick from heaven's hen. Well, begging your pardon, Your Excellency, but I, I doubt that it's any relative of a chicken. What else comes from an egg? Let me see. A goose, a duck, a turtle. Ah, a turtle. It looks more turtle than bird, but then again, it doesn't look very turtleish either. Your Majesty. Yes, what? In the several days I've had it in my company, I've come to know that it's got brains. It, it seems to understand me when I talk to it. You talk to it? How droll. And it listens to me. A lowly cur will seem to listen to human speech, but that doesn't make it intelligent. Tell me, Reeve John, just why did you come all this way with this grotesque widget? Why, it, it was my duty, Your Majesty, to report anything out of the order in my shire. Yes, of course. Mm. Oh, look out there. It's trying to get loose. Hold on to it, guards. Your Majesty. Yes, Reeve, what is it? Well, Excellency, that wasn't I who spoke. It was it. Your Majesty. By my beard, it talks. Say it again. Say it again. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. Splendid. What a trick. However did you do that, Reeve? I, sir? Do what? Make it seem to talk. I had a court jester who could throw his voice, and I ordered him to teach me how to do it, but he couldn't. 
Poor chap. Oh, you're sure you, Your Majesty, are... Your Majesty. Your Majesty. I say. Your Majesty. It is talking. No, it's a clever trick. I'll tell you what. Wine. Somebody bring the reeve a goblet of wine. Go on now. Step lively. Fetch it. If this silver dwarf talks while you drink the wine... Then I will believe it is not some trick of yours, Reeve John. Your Majesty, I assure you, I would never trick you. Never sir. mind, never mind. Here's a goblet. Brimful, good. Here, Reeve, drink it all down. As Your Majesty commands. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. By the seven sacred Your serpents. Majesty. It lives. It speaks. Your Majesty. But is that all it says? Your I, Majesty. I didn't know it could say that much, sir. Your Majesty. Your oh, Majesty. Oh, bother. I'm sick of Your Majesty. Oh, bother. Oh, bother. Oh, bother. Stop it. Make it oh, stop. Bother. Oh, here you might. Fine, oh, that'll bother. be enough. Well, you seem to have some control over it, Reeve. Oh, I don't know, Your Majesty. Begging oh, your pardon, Your Majesty. I never drank wine so fast before. Look. Look at that. It's it's pointing at something. The scribe. Why is it pointing at the scribe? It, it seems to want something, Your Majesty. Impossible. No, it's pointing at... At your quill. It wants to... to write. Is that what you want, my fine fellow? Your Majesty, oh bother. Your Majesty, oh bother. By the Queen's casket, scribe. Give it your quill and some ink and parchment. Your Majesty... Do as I, I command. Of course, Your Majesty. Here. Look at that. It grasps the quill. It dips it. It writes. God save us. What have you brought me, Reeve? Oh, I don't know, Your Majesty. Your Majesty, the creature is not writing. It, it's making circles. Nothing but circles. Well, the king was fascinated by the strange silvery creature, and all work of the court was suspended while the monarch tutored the visitor in the English language, and the old scribe taught it how to write. The small being learned so fast that in three short days, communication had advanced to a point where the visitor was at least the equal of King now, John. Now, let us have a test. What is my name? King John. The country? England. The city? Londinium. And this building? The castle. This room? The throne room. Good. Excellent. King John, now that I've learned your language and some of your ways, I wish to tell you of myself. Oh, very well. Go right ahead. I had no plan to stop here. I was on my way somewhere else in your solar system when I saw your green and pleasant land, and I disobeyed orders. I landed. You don't make the slightest bit of sense. I thought you'd learned English, but you use it badly. I come from another world, a world much like yours, but far, far away. At the edge of the sea, no doubt. We've heard there was a new world out there. No, Your Majesty, a world like yours, a globe far off in space. If your world is like our world, then it is flat, flat as the palm of my hand. There, you see? That's why they forbid us to land here. You still believe your world is flat. You have hundreds of years of development yet before you could even begin to understand. I shouldn't have come. Oh, nonsense. Now that you're here, you might as well stay a while. Do you care for food? I can't eat your food, thank you just the same. But I require very little food. I have great, a great many nutrition tablets with me. How you eat is beyond me. No mouth. How do you talk? Oh, <laughs> I have a mouth just like yours. And a tongue, teeth, nose, eyes, ears. Everything that you have, only slightly smaller. Then where are they? I'm wearing a protective suit, like uh, armor. If I would open my visor and breathe your atmosphere, I'm afraid I'd be dead in a very short time. So I'm kept alive in my suit. 
And your egg. Tell me about that. I'm sorry, Your Majesty. All I can tell you is that the egg, as you call it, is my means of traveling from place to place. How many horses does it take to pull it? I have no horse. Well, oxen, then. It goes by itself. By itself? It is a ship. Oh, not like your fleet, but that's still a kind of ship which sails on the currents of space. Now, sir, now you've excited my curiosity to the breaking point. I will visit your ship. That is against all the rules, sir. I cannot. May I remind you that you are an alien on English soil? In England, the king's word is law. Let's see you. You haven't signed the Magna Carta yet, have you? No. And I shall never sign that foul document? (laughs) Is that so? Well, I'm very sorry, Your Majesty, but I cannot take you to my ship. And why not? Because the energy which powers it is dangerous. Aha. Gunpowder. We have gunpowder. Got it from the Chinese. Far, far more powerful than gunpowder. It is the energy which lights the sun and the stars. You're 50 generations of life away from it. More powerful than gunpowder. It is the power of the universe. The power that hurls meteors through the skies. The power that warms your summer hillsides. Greater than the seas. Stronger than volcanoes. And yet, as invisible as the wind. Can such a power be trapped and made useful? Oh, yes. But only after orderly march of science. Stronger than volcanoes. Invisible as the wind. Alien, I, the undoubted monarch of all England, islands of the sea, first defender of noble manhood and ruler of all the Britons, hereby order you to take me aboard your ship. Your Majesty, I cannot. Then you shall be drawn and quartered and your ship will be seized. You would kill me? In an instant. Because I displease you? No one may displease King John and live. Very well. Take me back to the ship. Your atmosphere is wearing on me and I must return anyway. You shall see it. Oh. King John, the Reeves, and the strange visitor from space come to the plain of Salisbury. There it is, Your Majesty. Just as all left it. Why, the great horned owl. It does look like an egg. It's enormous, squatting on the plain, yet it barely touches the grass. How does this ship of yours manage that trick, alien? How can I explain it to you? From the outside of the ship's walls come this energy I told you about, Your Majesty. It's just like wind. It keeps the ship from crushing the grass. Enough of this, alien. Take me aboard. I would walk from stem to stern inside this miraculous vessel. But pray tell me, where's the gangplank? I I don't know that word. He means, how do you go about getting on board? Yes, there's not a door nor a portal. It is done this way. Odds. Bortkins, do you see that, Your Majesty? It's a drawbridge. A silver drawbridge folded down from the... Who've you got in that ship, laddie? There's nobody aboard. I regulate the entrance ramp from within my protective suit. Yes, yes. Come on, let's go aboard. shown you through the entire ship. I am speechless. Never was there such a ship, such smoothness everywhere. Metals unheard of by the finest alchemists. And no wood, Your Majesty. No pegs, no hides. How could such a ship be built? I can't explain it to you, my friend. But, good visitor, have you not forgotten one small thing? What do you mean? Your ship has no sails. So how does it go? How can you sail the seas of the sky? Ah, you've already asked me that, and I've told you by the power of the universe. Ah, yes, so you did mention that. 
Would you, would you be good enough to give me a demonstration of this power? Your Majesty, I cannot. I've broken universal law by even landing here and communicating with you and your people. But far more serious would be the crime of exposing your culture to our science. No possible good could come of it. Why do you say that? Your world is barely out of the Iron Age. This ship and its power are infinitely more advanced. Ah, granted, granted. But still, I'm disappointed that you won't sail the ship for me. Only a little way. I cannot, Your Majesty. Oh, very well. At least be good enough to show me how you would sail it if you were to sail it. Well, at this panel here are several buttons and instruments. Pressing the correct buttons would cause the ship to rise. Is that all there is to it? Then surely you can touch one or two of those buttons and give us a short ride. Your Majesty, it is forbidden. And now I must ask you to leave. I am long overdue on my journey. You're leaving? I must. What a pity, a pity. Why, I haven't even had the pleasure of looking at your face. You kept your visor down all this time. As I explained, Your Majesty, the visor and the suit you call armor protect me from your heavy atmosphere. Without it, I would have been dead long ago. Well, when will you be leaving? Immediately. Then we shall leave the ship. But uh, tell me, traveler, what keepsake would you like to take with you to remind you of your stay in England? Keepsake? I could take nothing from your land and time. It is enough that I have appeared to you. I've disturbed your history as it is. Nonsense. I insist you take something of mine. Ah, I have it, the scepter. It is a bit stout for a small person like yourself, and perhaps too heavy. You're too kind, Your Majesty, but I dare not accept it. Well, you'll have it anyway. Ah! Your Majesty, you've smashed him. You've broken his crown for good. You barbarian. You've let your atmosphere in. For such a smart fellow, you're such a fool. When you're safely dead, your fancy ship will be mine. And with her energy, I'll bring greatness back to the Empire. I'll have the Normans and the Saxons and the Danes. It's useless to you. The ship is useless to you. Ah, my wizards and conjurers will figure it out. And when they do, no army in the world will resist. Now, you don't understand. You won't be able to... Little fellow's done for your majesty. Now, Reeve, gather the strongest men in Wiltshire. Make them your deputies and bring them here. Sir? You have a stone quarry in the region, do you not? Aye, we have, but... The ship's too big to move, so we must hide it. We shall build a temple around it. A great round stone building. Ah. And when the ship's enclosed, where no prying eyes can see, we'll take her apart and learn her secrets. Now, be gone. Get me a hundred strong men. And, Reeve, mine, tell them nothing. Nothing. Five months your men have labored, Reeve. Aye, Your Majesty. The stone of the walls is in place, but how can we roof over the ship? Ah, minor matter. The walls alone hide the silver egg quite well. Quite a splendid sight, the stone temple here in the pale moonlight. Aye, it is that, Your Majesty. It was a night like this when I saw the silver egg land. Came right down from up out of the... Lord Loverduck! What? Look! Your Majesty! Up in the sky! Another silver egg. Another ship, floating like down in the air. It's just above our stone temple. Look. What's happening to the stone walls? They're breaking apart. It's pulling up our silver egg. It's, it's come to fetch our silver egg. The stones are falling over. Here, you can't have it back. This is England. English property. 
I am the king. You're ruining everything. The ship's rising. The walls are falling. And on Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, England, to this very day may be seen the remains of the temple hastily erected around the captured spaceship. Anyone can see how its builders made it circular, and the massive stones can be seen, some still standing today, some scattered, as the spacecraft was pulled free of its crude enclosure. It's become quite a tourist attraction. And although historians credit the Druids for building it as a place of worship, now we've offered another possible explanation for the tumbled stonework called Stonehenge. The names of tonight's conspirators and a peek at next week in just a minute. Tonight's excursion into the 13th century on crisis was entitled The Silver Egg and was written, produced, and directed by yours truly, Jim French and featured Russ Mooney as the King of England, with Michael Dunn as the Reeve of Wiltshire, and Richard Arnold as the Visitor from Space. Our engineer was Carney Barton. The program was produced and recorded at Audio Recording Incorporated in Seattle. We hope you'll be with us next week at this same time, when the Golden West Radio Network again presents Crisis. Crisis.